I'm Mike Franzone, and you're listening to the Prophecy Channel. Part 4, The Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, Revelations chapter 6, verses 1 through 8. We've been looking at 1, 2, and 3. Those first three horses, I believe it's the white and the red and the black. And today is the pale horse. That's part 4 of The Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. The action of the book begins here in chapter 6. The Sovereign Lord takes our rightful inheritance out of the hands of the usurper, the intruder, the rebel, the alien, out of Satan's hand. John 12, 31 says, Now is the judgment of the world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. So this is the beginning that God will liberate creation from the encumbrance of sin and Satan and death and grave. This is the seven-year great tribulation. I believe that this is not only a picture of what will happen at the beginning, but I think it's a snapshot, kind of a summary of what will happen through the entire seven-year judgment, the seven-year tribulation here on earth. This is the casting out of the dynasties of evil, the casting out of the powers of darkness and bringing the bringing of light, life, and liberty. But first, judge the judicial judgment on earth. God begins to judge an unrighteous and rebellious world. Revelation chapter 6, the seven seals include the whole uh, proceedings of Almighty God, the cleansing of the earth, the binding of Satan, and after seven years, Jesus will establish a kingdom, a 1,000-year reign on earth. The fourth seal is opened. Let me read that to you. Revelation 6 beginning in verse 7. When he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature saying, Come and see. So I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and the name of him who sat on it was Death, and Hades followed with him. And power was given to them over a fourth of the earth to kill with sword, with hunger, with death, and by the beast of the earth. Evil is running rampant. Evil is unleashed. The world is plunged into darkness. You see, this is the result of unbelief, rejection, and blasphemy of the re- and rebellion against Almighty God and against His moral authority. Man refuses to turn to the true God, and without God, chaos ensues. You notice this writer is the rider on a pale horse. The Greek word is hippos chloros. And so when you think of pale, I want you to think of what the Bible means by hippos chloros. It's the yellowish, greenish color. Ashen green. The color of a corpse. The color of death. This is the death pallor. Many times you know if a person is near death and ebbing away, by the color of their skin. And when a person dies, you see the slow decomposition of a body. And when a person dies, you see this, the face just gets flushed, like all the blood uh, leaves the, the head area. 
Leviticus says that this color is also the color of leprosy. And then another interesting fact, if you look at the CIA fact book, green is the traditional color of Islam. Now I'm just wondering out loud in some of my teaching, we talk about that Islam will play a prominent role in these last days. Now he says here, I looked and behold a pale horse and the name of him who sat on it was death. And then it says Hades followed with him. The Greek word death here is thanatos, which means separation from life. You see, at death, your body goes to the grave, but your soul goes to heaven or to hell. But he says here that the rider on the horse is called death, but Hades followed with him. So death takes the body. Hades takes the soul. And they sign a, an agreement, a covenant with each other. You know, Hades can also be translated as hell the abode of the dead, the invisible realm in which the dead reside, that is hell. Now, it is the present dwelling place today. It's the present dwelling place of the departed unsaved, the destination of the unsaved. Those who die today without the Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible says that they will go to Hades or they will go to hell and they are located there. There, It's located in, I believe, in the bottom of the earth. But that's a holding place for them. And eventually they'll be cast into the lake of fire. Hades is located below. The grave always speaks of below. Hades is located, I believe, in the lowest parts of the earth. It is a place of darkness. Hades. Before Jesus' resurrection, Hades had two compartments. Now, it was called Hades in the New Testament, but in the Old Testament, it was called Sheol. Sheol had two compartments. On one side was the bosom of Abraham or paradise. Those who believed in God and those who are looking for Messiah, all right, and, and they, those who have passed away, they're in that place called paradise or the bosom of Abraham, and they are gone now. We'll get to that in just a little bit. On the other side of the compartment is a place called hell. Those who did not know God, those who had not become obedient to his word, those who are not looking for Messiah, those who refused to accept that Messiah was coming, to, they wanted to go their own way, they rejected God. That part still exists in Sheol today. Well, let me, let me explain this. I think Luke chapter 16, verse 19 through 31 really explains. I have a whole message on this, but maybe I could just pick out some of the highlights from Luke 16. Because here Jesus tells a story, and, it, and I believe it's a true story. But it illustrates uh, Sheol. It illustrates Hades. Verse 19 of Luke 16 says this. There was a certain rich man who, who clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus. He was full of sores who laid at his gate, desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And so it was that the beggar died. 
And when he died, it says he was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And being in torments in Hades, that's the rich man, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And then he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. Abraham said, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things and Lazarus' evil things, but now he's comforted and you're tormented. Beside all of this, now watch this. And beside all of this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed so that those who can, who want to pass from here to you cannot, nor can those from there pass to us. And then the story goes on and on. We'll stop right here. But I want to make a point today. In Luke 16, Jesus is saying that Sheol in the Old Testament, or Hades here in the New Testament, had two chambers. One place was a place of comfort, Abraham's bosom, paradise. On the other side was a place of torment. We can call that Hades or hell. And then Luke 16 says that there's a great gulf between the paradise and between Hades. It's a chasm, a deep fissure, I believe, in the earth. And that gulf cannot be crossed. Now, that tells me something else, that if you die without Jesus Christ, you are awake in both. You're awake in hell. And by the way, if you trust Jesus as your Savior, you're awake in heaven. You have five senses. All five senses are working. Sight, sound, smell, taste, touch. But the worst one is you remember. And what's interesting, it says that Lazarus could see back and forth, or rather the rich man could look over to Lazarus and could see, he could see the other side. He's in torment. Lazarus is in comfort. Now, listen to 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 18 and 19. And then we're going to find out what happened to paradise here. He says, death and hell followed. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 18 says this, For Christ also suffered once for all sins, just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, made alive by the Spirit. Now watch this. By whom also, after he died, he was made alive by the Spirit, by whom also he went and preached to the spirits in prison who formerly were disobedient when once the divine long-suffering waited in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared in which she, a few, that is, eight souls were saved. Okay, watch. Listen to Ephesians 4, verse 7, 8, 9, and 10. And we'll put it all together for you, okay? Ephesians 4 speaks about gifts. Verse 7 says, To each one of us grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Then he says, When he ascended on high... He led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Now this, he ascended, what does it mean that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth? Jesus descended into the lower parts of the earth. He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. All right, let's put it together. Jesus, after his death, 
For three days his body was in the tomb, but his soul went to the place of torment. He bore our punishment for sin. Everything we, we deserved, he paid the price for us. When sin was paid for, he was legally raised from the dead according to the law. It says he preached to the spirits in prison. And what that means, it doesn't mean he gave them another opportunity. It means he declared that he was victor to those fallen angels and to those lost who were in the other side of that, of Sheol, those in Hades. And he reached down and, and, and they realized that he reached down into Abraham's bosom, into paradise, and lifted those souls up when it says he led captivity captive. He descended first, Ephesians says, into the lower parts of the earth. That's Hades. And then he ascended. And when he ascended, he took those who were saved on the other chamber. Now, they could not go to heaven unless they believed in Jesus, all right? He revealed himself to them in that tomb. And Ephesians 4, 8, 9, and 10 says very clearly, he took those in Abraham's bosom to heaven, and their salvation is complete. Revelations 1, 18, 20, 14. Christ has the keys to death and Hades, death and hell. Without Christ, if you died, your soul goes to hell. It is only temporary because eventually it will be put in the lake of fire. Your body will be joined to your soul at the great white throne judgment mentioned in Revelations chapter 20. Then you'll be cast into the lake of fire. Now your soul, with all of its senses, will be in hell, the dark, gloomy place of torment. Without Jesus, that's where you'll be. And it always, it's always dark without Jesus in your life. It's always dark for the devil, always dark for his followers, always dark when sin reigns on the earth. But for God's people, it's always light, life, and liberty. Let me read Revelations 6, 7, and 8 to you again as we continue on. He says here, When he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature saying, Come and see. John says, I looked, and behold, there's a pale horse. But the name of him who stood on it was death, and Hades followed with him. Power was given to them over a fourth of the earth to kill with sore, with hunger, with death, and by the beast of the earth. Now, verse 8 speaks of power. Power was given to death that was riding on the pale, greenish, ashen horse. The Greek word Therefore, power is exousia. It's a different word than the other power that's mentioned in, um, I believe it's in the uh, book of Acts, Acts chapter 1. Exousia means authority, influence, empowerment, jurisdiction. So death, riding on that horse, has influence, empowerment, jurisdiction is given to him. It is delegated authority. Is it delegated or derived authority? So God allows death to just be let loose. This personification. And he, he gives him power or authority over a fourth of the earth. Now, this, listen to this. So he has jurisdiction, jurisdiction over 25% of the earth. Now, I don't think it necessarily means that 25% of the population will die, 
I believe by the end of the tribulation, 25% or more will die, yes. But when when the, this horse is released, I think he speaks of jurisdiction. So this death has jurisdiction at the beginning of the tribulation over 25% of the earth. There are about 8 billion people, by the way, <clears throat> on the earth today. Billions will die by the end of the tribulation, Paro. But it, think about this. One quarter of the world is controlled by Islam. Could this be the kingdom of the Antichrist? Could this be Islam? 25% of the world the pale horse has jurisdiction over. Now he mentions four forms of death here. And he says here, he was given jurisdiction over a fourth of the earth to kill. Now look at the word kill there. The word means to put to death. Actually means to execute. The government of the beast will execute millions. This includes war and martyrdom and official government executions that the Bible clearly teaches in Revelations will happen in, the, in those seven years. But he says he will kill with what? He will kill with a sword. That particular word for sword means scimitar. It's a curved sword. We know through history that the Arab Arabic culture and the Muslims use that, use that sword in battle. And even today, they use the same sword to execute people. The Islamic sword. Afghan, because of Joe Biden and the Democrats, has just fallen apart. And we see the Taliban let loose there. It's just becoming a mess there. And now, because of weakness in our government, we're seeing the rise of Islam. I believe that during these last days, and especially during the tribulation period, we will see Islam raise its ugly head. He will also kill, not only with sword, but with hunger. The Greek word limos means famine, destitution, scarcity of food. It won't take much for people who live on the edge to push them over to starvation. That will take place. And then it says that he will kill with death, translated as plagues or pestilence or epidemics. Throughout human history, disease has killed more people than war. I mean, think about this. 1918 to 1919, the Spanish flu killed an estimated 50 to 100 million people worldwide. 675,000 died in the U.S. because of the Spanish flu. 500 million people were actually affected. It was a real pandemic. The Black Plague from 1346 to 1353. The Bubonic Plague, they called it, in Eurasia, Africa, um, gosh, Africa, Asia, all parts of Europe, an estimated of death, 75, 50, 75 million, excuse me, to 200 million. It wiped out entire cities. And look at COVID-19 that killed millions all over the world. The fourth way that the death will kill will be the wild beast of the earth. And I thought this is the most interesting uh, fact here. Wild brute beast, wild animals will be let loose to kill. There are several suggestions of what this means. Some believe that the wild beasts are the embodiment to, uh, uh, say, uh, and uh, let's put it this way. 
that wild beasts are emboldened to attack and kill humans who've been weakened by disease. You have a population that are weakened through plagues and through disasters, through starvation. And wild beasts are basically emboldened to survive and to eat and they will kill humans and eat. That's possible. The second is the antichrist is called the beast. And it's a metaphor for a wild, savage, ferocious antichrist. Revelations nine is another third way. Say it could be demonic beings. We know are released from the abyss of revelations nine. Jesus was tempted in the wilderness. The Jews believed and that the desert was the abode of demons and the abode of unclean spirits. In the Old Testament animals described in the Old Testament desert, in the desert, were pictures of demonic beings. And so sometimes the Jews in the Old Testament as well, would those animals that were in the desert were actually pictures of real demonic beings. And the fourth reason that people purport that wild beasts are released to kill is uh, rats. Here's what I mean by that. Rats are linked to almost every major kind of plague and fleas from rats, right? Fleas are from rats. And rats have killed more people, or rather plagues have killed more people in history than all wars. Rats carry 35 different diseases. That's how we got the bubonic plague that killed one-third of Europe. It was rats. So no matter what it is, and maybe God just says, gives command to the animals and they just go wild and crazy because of the sin on this earth and they destroy. All we know is a large part of the earth and many, many, many will be killed when that fourth seal is released. That is the pale horse, death and hell, the Hades. Death is the horse, is on the horse, and Hades is following right after him. Thank God today we live in a day of grace. His salvation and grace is with you right now if you just reach out and accept it. All right. You go on the Prophecy Channel. You'll see uh, part one, two, three, and four. All four of those are the release of these first four seals mentioned in Revelation 6. The famous, right, uh, four horsemen of the apocalypse. Well, God bless you. Thank you so much for listening today.